This is Dr. Will Wong, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7, with your host, Eric Fiorello. Bravo! The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. I thought we were. The thing didn't come up again. Here we go. All right. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. We've got a lot of new stuff running here, and we had quite a delay, I believe, coming up, but I'll have to clean that up so you won't even hear this. Um, Well, today is the 11th of February, 2020. And uh, I want to welcome you to Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio. I'm your host, Eric the Millionaire Fiorello. Why do I say that? Because if you've been listening or reading anything out on Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids and all over the place, I've begun the quest. I'm going to start showing people how to become not only the best version of yourself, but if you want wealth, prosperity, riches, good health, you name it. I'm on the quest. You might only see a, a sentence here and there, but you're going to see much more of this and so much more coming out of this camp, especially with I have this gentleman on momentarily, the great John McCain and Dr. William Wan. Why? Uh, these two gentlemen have been in my life for quite a while, even as a teenager, before I even got to know either one of them. Um, John will just, uh, he'll kind of laugh me off a little bit here probably, and I don't mind, I you know, it's nothing intentionally. But John and Dr. Wong, um, I can't even uh, explain the amount of thanks, gratitude, and admiration I have for both of these gentlemen. They have stuck with me through thick and thin like nobody else. John is the real deal, and if you haven't, done or researched or read anything by John or listened to the shows here, you need to go do that. I discovered John, as I said, out on um, Hard Gainer many years ago um, through Roger LaPointe, and I don't know how the whole thing transpired, but I got in touch with John. He was very cordial to me, didn't hold anything back, and we hit it right off, and we are doing some amazing things on the air and behind the scenes. Same thing with Dr. William Wong. Um, many years ago in the 90s, the same time I discovered John, you know, he's had products out and built this company to unbelievable proportions, he and his wife, Michelle. Um, and even back then, before I even knew him, you know, I'd, I'd call him or email him, and the gentleman always got back to me. And to me, that is so important in business. Because with me, you'll always get an answer from me, yes, no, or I can't do it, or I can do it. That is how you have people come aboard with you and buy your products and believe in you and think about what you're doing. And Dr. Wong and, and Michelle, his wife, um, we're going to be doing some stuff along with John. So right now, the three, four of us are just um, laying down the bricks and mortar for everything. 
Um, I've got some equipment. John and I have talked about, you know, we're waiting to hear if we can get some uh, financing started for this stuff, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't tell you, even though monetarily times are very tough right now, I was telling John, I'm going to read something from someone here. I'm not, I'm not going to give his name because he doesn't even know I'm reading it, but this is what M&M is and what we are to people. And this is what's so important from day one. This is what I've always wanted to do. Inspire people. Make people exceed their expectations or make them take that leap as in entrepreneurship, as in competition, stone lifting, power rack training, buying and purchasing equipment, calling us, wanting to employ us. This is what it's all about. And I'm going to tell you something now. I've wanted to say this for a while. We don't want any quasi-males here at all. If you don't know what that means, go out and look it up. But if you know us, we're like a blaze of testosterone all the time. And I'm going on with this because this is so important. John and I are going to do a follow-up show to Volume 5 of Power Rack Training, and we hit singles, but not the way we wanted to. And we're going to really get into the singles crush. It's not going to be a long show. It's going to give you something to think about, and we're going to go from there. Also, too, John, Dr. Wong, and myself are going to do a show on the 22nd of this month that's going to be mind-blowing, what you're going to see. You're going to start seeing a lot of the things that are being tied together how we are going to put out product, the three of us, some of the things we have to do to the websites to make them very user-friendly to do this. And there's probably going to be some changes even with M&M. I've had two people approach me recently. Um, they feel that there should be some other um, avenues with the show. I'll get into that more and more. Avenues, I mean, with um, what are we going to do, how are we going to create uh, revenue through it. It's very important. That's why when I ask you to go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com and invest in us, you know, $25, $50, or $100 uh, through PayPal, that goes in my checking account, goes right into the business. We're not getting anybody coming in giving anything right now, I'll tell you that. Um, and that's all right. That's your prerogative. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is the best show on the air. I know all the big names out there, but we're getting bigger and bigger, okay? Eventually... We're going to take the whole realm over because when John comes on here, I'm sure John can explain it to you. There's nobody out here like us. There's nobody talking about real world, bust your gut, get a bloody nose. And and, and another thing, too, we're, we do things in a very simplistic way. And I know one thing from studying people, people think that there's something wrong if you're simplistic. They don't think it's any good. Well, I would give anybody the invitation to come to my FBC gym for nothing. If you live in the New York area, I don't care where you live. Fly yourself in if you want. And I'll show you a workout like you've never had in your life. I'll put you through a power rack uh, training session Now break your jaws. Literally, your jaw. This is what it's all about. But the thing is with us, we're not out trying to kill people. We're doing things in a simplistic way, like when we're going to talk about singles today, that will build you. It's not going to happen next week. But one year from now, you're going to be like, holy shit, I've had to buy three sets of clothes in the last year. This is what it's all about. We'll get, we'll identify all this before we go in. So no quasi-mails. Next, real quick. Tell the world 
what you intend to do, but first show it. That is out of Think and Grow Rich with Napoleon Hill, which is a book I've told everyone they need to have in their arsenal if they truly want success and no matter whatever they do. And I want to look at something real quick to make sure. One last thing, and then we'll get going. I am looking for a salesman or a saleswoman to come in here and work with me on selling advertising and other things associated with M&M and FBC. If you want to get into a growing company and you want to work with somebody that loves what they do and do what they love, you can get a hold of me at 518-894-4450. Please do not call me if it's not about that. I don't mind talking to people, but that is the business phone, and I am tied up right now like you wouldn't believe. 518-894-4450. So on that note, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because as we keep magnifying all this law of attraction, intention, Wait till you see what we're going to have. I've, I haven't even talked to John or Dr. Wong, but I would like to get together with the three of them, and we're going to do a book on standards. Not a book. It'd be something to download. Because I'd love to do a book, but most people don't have the time and don't care about reading anymore, which is a shame. But I'm telling you, you live by our standards, you win. That's the way it is. Also, too, before we go into winners and champions, now, I didn't get permission from this gentleman, but I read this to John before we came on here. This is a gentleman who listens to the show, who's on Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids. I respect this gentleman. I am not going to give his name because he doesn't even know I'm going to read this. But I want to tell you and show you what our shows do because I get these so many times. I read them sometimes, but I, you know, I give the gentlemen or the ladies the privacy. But I'm going to read you this because you need to hear this. This gentleman said like this, verbatim, I wanted to thank you for your podcast. They have helped me in difficult times to keep on and to get my mind right. I just wanted to let you know I have the mental toughness to see it through to lifting the dinnies at this year's gathering. Now, how big is that? The gathering, Stevie Shanks gathering. And here's what he says at the end, and I love this. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Do you get what we are, folks? Do you get why I'm saying contribute, invest in us? We're only going to get bigger. And I'm telling you right now, look out because the boom is coming. Also, too, um, go out. Winners and Champions, Inc., that's on uh, FiorellaBarbellCo.com. You can digitally download. That is worth every dime that I charge for that. Also, too, um, let's see. What do we want to do here after? Oh, here we go, investment. Uh, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, $25, and $100. It goes right to my PayPal account. And uh, what can I tell you? It goes right into the business, and we're in the middle of things right now to change a bunch of things. It's not free. You know, here the show's free to everybody. And I can't tell you how many people are telling me, you got to charge, you got to charge, you got to charge. I don't want to do that because I want you to buy the products, and I would like you to invest in us. I don't think that's a lot to ask, but that's up to you. I can't force you to do anything, but if there's something that we've done for you and helped you out, Send ten dollars. A hundred of you send ten dollars. It's not a lot of money, but that I can't tell you how to spend your money or how to deal with your finances. 
Secondly, now let's go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and just look at all the shows John and I have done. We are already up. We did a show. Uh, I welcome them, but we've done six shows with John. Well, really seven with John, Dr. Wong, and myself. Incredible amount of information. A gentleman that's been around for a long time that knows more than anybody that I've ever dealt with. And this is just great to have him on board. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right to my MailChimp account, and you will get anything I put out. Another way to really invest in Motivation Muscle is to go out to the website, MotivationMuscle.com. Come on in. Spend some money. I will help you. We will make both of our brands the biggest stuff out there. Because one day, you know, the New York Times or somebody big, you know, uh, the Post, it could be anybody. And they're going to interview me and they're going to say, what was the biggest driving force or one of them in the success of this podcast and your businesses? And it's going to be this, faith. If you don't have faith, I don't care if you believe in God or not, I do. If you don't have faith in God, you don't have faith in yourself because most people are going to pull anchor on you anyways. You're finished. So I can tell you firsthand, I could give you example after example, but when they do the article on me and when John and I and Dr. Wong and so many of the other family members are standing on stage in front of 100,000 people, and they say, you made it, and I'm going to be made it to this point, but we're going to keep climbing because I don't have that stoppage in me. I love this stuff too much, and if you really, really love this stuff, you're going to keep thinking of ways. John and I are going through tons of stuff we're talking about, throwing it right out in the air at each other. This is how you come up with ideas and products and, 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 and barbells and stones and all this great stuff. So think about that. Also, too, go out to our uh, YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength. And I do believe I got everything, and we went for quite a while. But it had to be said. On that note, I'm going to give you some information on John. Number one, John just turned a young 74 in December. Uh, he's been competing in all aspects of the Iron Game for 57 years. He's lifted in hundreds of meets, having won national titles and Masters Age, Olympic-style weightlifting and powerlifting, and acquired nine world titles in IAWA all-around weightlifting, and he currently is holding 335 USA WA national all-around records as a retired middle school te- middle school math teacher with a master's degree in guidance and counseling. <clears throat> Excuse me. John put to good use all the writing required in college by self-discovery articles published in about every available strength journal. He was quite involved in the sport during the golden age of power rack training in the 1960s and has continually trained with, researched, and written about this dynamic style ever since. And before I bring John in, just to let everybody know, soon as uh, the great Steve Gardner gets back in the States, John and Steve and I are going to do a three-way show, which will be a blockbuster. So on that note, John McCain, welcome, my friend, uh, my family, and obviously someone I admire greatly. It's always an honor to have you with me, sir. Thanks, Eric. Nice to be talking to you this morning, and hi to all you strong people out there who are listening. Uh, today, we're going to talk a lot about 
the single training with a regular uh, barbell lift because I think we sort of left it off last time yep. with more power training, power rack training, and not so much into uh, what everybody should probably be doing with that, and that is heavy, regular movements that you are planning on strengthening. This can best be done with single repetitions. And I say this not because it was a favorite method of mine, but because this is how all barbell training originated. Back in the 1900s, the uh, I think and it was in a lot of the German beer halls. Yeah. They'd be in the back room. They'd be hefting heavy weights. And the whole idea was who could lift the heaviest weight. And this wasn't done for three or five or ten reps. This was an all-out one. Mm. In fact, this is why the plate-loading barbell was originally developed. So you could put on the ultimate weight for you to do in in any given lift. Before that, with cumbersome objects, beer barrels, uh, heavy sandbags, what have you, it was rather difficult to add a little bit of weight to see if you can't lift just a little bit more. But when the plate-loading barbell came, you could do this. Yeah. And this made it handy for everybody to go in single, do a heavy single, see what really you were capable of. All the old-time strongmen in the beginning did singles. You never saw anybody, I don't think you could even do it, do repetition bent presses. Right. Uh, this would be impossible. Uh, the Saxon brothers, when they did their act, which they did almost every day, uh, all singles. You couldn't do uh, a super heavy two-hand anyhow with repetitions because once you did that lift, if you've ever tried it, it takes everything out of you to just do one. So what they would do is they would do their heavy dumbbell lifts for singles, bent presses for singles, these two-hand anyhows, and to complete that at the end of the day, and because they were so burnt out doing this, doing this five to seven days a week, uh, the Saxon brothers were renowned for drinking a hundred beers a day. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. I I think that's the only way they could recuperate or, uh, you know, get rid of all the pain they were under. But it it wasn't until later, if you looked at the history of weightlifting, that some of the guys that were getting into barbell training started going away from singles because they found out, gee, if we handled a lighter weight, if we wimped out a bit, we could pump the muscles, mm-hmm. and gee, look, they're starting to get bigger and fuller. Of course, they they were just pumping. Yeah. This is how bodybuilding started, uh, and that probably took more away from weightlifting and heavy lifting than anything I can imagine. Um, without a doubt, because I was going to add that, and you beat me. Uh, I said I think bodybuilding destroyed so many things. I mean, you know. 
you look at the 60s, obviously, with Arnold and Draper and Colombo and Ferrigno and Sergio and blah, 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 blah. You go down the list. The one difference I see, though, out of all that, I mean, obviously you'll leave it, and we do know that Arnold had done some Olympic, but not like uh, Sergio Oliva when he came migrated from Cuba. He had a whole different look anyways. But, you know, then they'll always attach drug this, drug. Well, yeah, okay. But I'll tell you what. It's like everything. You know, John and I got into some of this stuff with all this cross shit, the way they punish these kids and just think they can take it, take it, take it. More reps, more time, more yelling, more mind beating. All this doesn't do it. And they'll say to you in that era, of course, you know, Diana Ball and uh, Decadero Ballin and you name it were very prevalent then and all this. And maybe that was the whole scope of everything. Let's get as pumped as we can. We'll take the drugs like we can. We look great. We sell a lot of, you know, we had muscle and fitness and shape and all these other muscle rags out there that, you know, show these different men and women and they're striated and they're ripped and they're this and they're that. Well, little little do people know behind the scenes besides doing too many reps, which you're always in an overtrained state, you're very unhealthy. Most of these people are starving themselves. Obviously, if they are anabolically enhanced, you could take your chances one way or the other. Some people live, some don't live, some get things later on in life. Everything is like that in life. You make choices, you make decisions. But I will tell you this, just from my own experiences. I've talked about John. I've talked about Paul Anderson. I've talked about Hepburn and so many others that did this single stuff. And all these old pamphlets I got, you know, uh, years back, they, they released a lot of stuff. I bought everything I could buy at the time. And, you know, heavy singles, heavy weights, heavy supports. Do you want big, you know, to me, I remember reading one thing, and it's, in my mind, it still lays there, you know. Uh, Do you want cable-like, you know, ligaments and tendons? Well, here's how you do it. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm looking at my arms, and I said, you know, I have pretty thick skin to begin with, all right, Italian, deep things, all that. But I'll tell you what, nothing looks better than showing your ligaments and tendons through your big-ass body. What's that all from? Heavy singles. What's it all from? doing the pushes and the pulls against the rods, or like John and I were talking about, which reminded me of stuff I used to do, pulling through bungee cords, pushing through bungee cords. Why? Because you don't have to go two inches if you don't want to. All these things make a difference when you are trying, well, I'm not going to say trying, I hate that word, when you are accumulating all these things to get to wherever this goal lays. All right? And heavy singles, you know, like John said, with the beer halls and all that. I mean, these guys would come in, you'd see them, they'd have a shirt and tie on, and they're hoisting this. Bending bottle caps. I mean, back in the day, what was it, uh, Mac, uh, was it Bachelor? Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Think about, I mean, you, I don't, I don't even think I could do it now. I mean, I'm not doing it. You looked at the bottle caps, John, you know. I mean, those things are not like the stuff you see today where they're like flimsy as hell. So, when we talk about these heavy singles, when we talk about going in the back of a beer hall, or you just come in the back of my yard, grab a dumbbell and hoist it over your head, tell me how you feel. Now we're talking girth. Now we're talking deep muscular tissue. But most of all, this is what I like because this is what all we're seeing today is this. Weak, weak quasi-males. 
they go out and do all the things, the creatine, the, the 8, 15 reps. Let's, I can't tell you how many guys, it's hilarious. John's seen them too, and I'm going to give this right to you, is this. The funniest thing, I think, because I met one in Whole Foods about a year ago, that this guy, if you hit him, he would have fell over. And here's why I'm going to give you this, and now I'm going to give it right to John. Arm pumper, chest pumper. Nothing great. His legs, I swear to God, you know, we talk about the strength of the lower end. You know, you throw a punch, all that kind of great stuff. Squatting, pulling. You better have that lower end. You better have the hip girdle. You better have the big ass cheeks. All right? It doesn't mean that for everybody, but boy, oh, boy, you better have that tissue down there, that strength. I saw this guy, and I swear to God, I think if you put a, a finger in his chest hard, you would have knocked his ass right over. And this guy was walking around like he was Hercules. And these are the guys I see, because I've seen it before. They go out and fuck around with some guy that's just a guy that goes out and does laborers' work, and he wipes the floor with him. It's all yours, John. Well, that reminds me of a fellow we used to train with uh, uh, back when we were doing a lot of power lifting. He came in, and he was just the type you described, yep. big arms, big chest, and he'd get into a contest at the beginning. Yep. And we used to laugh at him because we told him, you're going to be the best built man in last place <laughs> in your class. Yep. Yep. And when he found out that was true, he damn well turned around quick, and he went heavy. And he became a very good power lifter. Yeah. But at first, he just thought, boy, I'm just going to strut in there and show them my stuff. Well, he did. And <laughs> that yeah. stuff was last place in, yeah. In, yeah. in his category. But, you know, with singles, I thought when I started training back in the early 60s that the bodybuilding manuals and everything that I – looked at. I thought, boy, this is really cool stuff. And I was repping and everything, uh, trained for about a year. And yeah, the muscles were a little more pumped, but I thought, you know, I'm still not too very strong. Yeah. Uh, there's something wrong here. So I started uh, looking at the idea of maybe if when nobody's looking, uh, I would press for singles, right. see how high I can get and do this every workout. Well, all of a sudden, the press started going up and up and up. And I thought, wow, I've discovered something that nobody else knows about. Exactly. Well, then I started reading more into the history of lifting and found out that, no, it was the modern people that didn't know anything about this. All the old timers, all the great lifters we had in the 50s, they all singled up. You can you can take a look at guys like Ike Berger. Oh yeah, uh, a tremendous Olympian for us at 132. If you look at his early routines, he only did four exercises, and they were all singles. You know, he did the press, snatch, clean and jerk, and squats. Yep. And you know, he developed uh, world records. Uh, a 336 pound clean and jerk at 132. That's insane. Yeah. And he trained a lot with Tommy Kono. Uh, and Tommy Kono was arguably the best Olympic lifter this country's ever seen, maybe the world's ever seen, mm -hmm. when it came to uh, a pure lifter, perfectly clean and everything. But Tommy would was 
decidedly against all the muscle magazines. Uh, and he said, these guys are going to kill themselves with all this volume and all those reps. And Tommy stuck to just a couple basic exercises, said you should do it quickly, heavily. He did threes, twos, and ones. And I don't think it really hurt him that much, being that he won four Mr. Universe <laughs> titles without ever doing any of the bodybuilding crap, yep. uh, along with six world titles in, limp, in Olympic lifting. This guy was just amazing. But here again, we're talking about people that build up doing heavy singles. They would work. They would build up naturally. They would start relatively light and just go on up the scale, mm -hmm. singling up. As I told Eric before, it's almost impossible when you single up like that not to occasionally hit one that will stick. Yeah. And that stick was really the isometric or the iso isotonics that we talk about because you would have to push. Unfortunately, uh, anybody that's ever, ever got under a press or a squat and you get stuck, you don't really stay there that long like the required four to six seconds that would really build. Mm -hmm. But even holding it or trying to push something that was stuck for a second had more benefit than the reps they were doing. Yep. So the fact is, if you're training singles, you're going to, you're going to run into that and you're going to be doing our isotonometrics, whether you think you are or not, or whether you're in a power rack or not, because that sticking point uh, and that lift that makes you stick is really the one that makes you grow. Yeah. If only some of these early guys would have realized this, uh, this was before the time of Bill March and Lou Reiki, but if they would have realized that when they stuck, they would have just held it for six seconds yeah. or, or keep pushing for six seconds instead of uh, just dropping it. But believe me, being one that's been under those heavy singles, you hold it for a second and you think you've held it for 10 hours. Right, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, no, well, you, well, well, the interesting thing too we've gotten into this with the rack shows is this, you know, I, I, you know, and we'll, I want to hit this with you too. I mean, the five sets of five, the three sets of ten, the one set of twenty, this, that, and the other thing. Yep, maybe they all have merit to a point, but if you're looking through a lot of the bodybuilding stuff. In my opinion, it was just all marketing ploys. I mean, it's going to get quite boring if you keep saying, well, do single, 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 work up. Not for me, because as John and I have talked about, there's a mental aspect of this that there's nothing like this. Think about this. And John made the point on a number of the volume shows. When you go in a meet, you have to do one rep. That is going to be your make or break. So whatever you're under, uh, over, uh, et cetera, et cetera, you got to make a count. And if you're out doing three sets of 15 all the time, what do you think you're going to make as far as gains? Nothing. And we know with higher reps, and we know it, it can happen with singles, but it rarely does unless you're really out of position, is this. The more you're pushing something and you got to complete these rep marks, the ability for you to get hurt is quite prevalent. All right. Not unless you're like a lot of them where, you know, uh, for a barbell curl, they might weigh 150 and they're doing 60 pounds. 
you might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later you're going to hear something go on you. That's one thing I never liked about, and I was never a rapper kind of guy, anyways. But let's fast forward to 2020 with what we're doing in the in the racks now. I got to tell you, man. Nothing feels better than to be over something real, real heavy, something, you know, that, you know, like a dead stop squat under it. And you've got to push for your life. And as John said, you know, we can move it one inch. We can move it two inches. We can move it four inches. You can move it whatever you want. But, I, you know, I can't see going any higher than four. And to me, that's kind of pushing it. But I have to do that when I use the Apollo to do my training in the rack. It's not really that long. It's not that much of a distance when you're pushing that thing with all your might or, you know, you're under it, obviously. So I love the feeling of the heaviness. But here's the greatest thing. You've really got to make your mind so sound and so strong. You know, when you hear us come on here and we're full of vim and vigor, you got to magnify that by a 100 or more to me when you're under that bar or over that bar. Because this stuff is so, so heavy, you can't go in there with this attitude as well. You know, I, I've got to do this today, and that's the end of it. You're not vibrating any emotion, any power. You're not attracting any power anywhere from the universe, from your inside of your gym, from the outside, nothing. You're, you're just like, you're dead. So the idea here is before you even go out to do that, obviously I always, you know, rehearse through my mind. Not a lot. Because I've done that to the point where you go out there and you're psyched out and you're not doing shit then. Just enough to stimulate everything that's going to happen today and some, and then you get your ass under that bar and you just light the jets for your squatting. Now, John and I have talked about recently, we didn't talk about this, and I'm going to give it right back to him, is there merit? We do a big heavy hands warm-up, which we talked a little bit about. If you want information on that, you can contact John or myself through Facebook, and we'll work something out with you. But when you can go and do a 20, 25, 30-minute, uh, heavy hands workout, can you come in and load that bar to, let's just say, I, I don't know about percentages anymore either, but let, let's just say 95% of your max. So you're going to be pretty damn close. Are you warmed up enough? Yes, you are. But here's the big thing, because I learned this from not only Danny, but from the other day when John was talking about his uh, grandson, Dre, and he took him to the gym, and this kid was just crushing the the maximum for everything us as being lifters who've been around a long time do you have that same type of mental mentality where you have no fear you know you, you don't need this this and this to get to that can you take those heavy hands and 25 minutes come in there say you're going to squat for the day 500 pounds with a three second push it's going to be one set and i know everybody when they hear this is going to be well what will that do well let me tell you something if you can open with a 500 pound squat and push it for three it's going to do magnificent things for you now john thinks possibly might have to do one two with it so it might be a primer set let's just say it's a primer at 390 Come in there, but I'll tell you what, you don't take a lot of time, at least I don't, and immediately get under that 500 and smoke it and push it for three. Why? One of the things I found mentally, yep, they're going to tell you you need recovery, maybe to a point, but I believe with this training, you can take yourself mentally and make yourself do it. Worry about coming back 
later on that night. And this is another thing. I do believe in recovery, but I do believe in one thing about all this emphasis on recovery now. You know why I think there's so much emphasized about it besides obviously selling their products? People do too much. And I'll leave it at that. John, it's all yours. Well, maybe, Eric, uh, I'm going to give you, if I won't bore you too much, three stories of sure. training with uh, with various rep schemes. Yep. But uh, based on what you just said, I could tell tell you and the, the listeners about my workout this morning. I did one set in the uh, reds in the uh, midi squat yep. in my rack, one set of one. As after I did my heavy hands warm up, okay. held that for a couple seconds, went up to to my heavy weight for the day, did one set of uh, a six second hold there, and then I finished with one set of hip lifts okay. for a hold for six seconds. That was it. Yep. Three singles. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, I wobbled up the steps. Sure. Back in the old days, here here comes the stories again. Sorry, people, if I bore you with these, but maybe you'll like them. We, I had one friend uh, that really worked the twenty rep set squats to death. Okay, I mean, this guy would literally be screaming, scaring everybody in the gym, uh, yelling out visions he was having. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was a nutcase. But he really, really got up to heavy weights for sets of 20. Yep. Uh, I never saw anything like it or anybody that worked that hard. Then he decided to get into a powerlifting contest. Well, guess what? He could barely lift more than what he did for 20 reps exactly. for a single. And, and I think, uh, in fact, he tried to warm up that way, then went out and, and took a uh, – uh, lift that was maybe 40 pounds heavier or so, right away ripped his crotch out. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. That was Ooh. the last time he ever lifted. Sure. Uh, but the fact was that all the damn reps uh, had left him in such a weakened form mm-hmm. that, you know, he really didn't have any lasting strength. Another friend of mine back from the old days, great lifter, was a world champion power lifter. Before super suits, mm-hmm. uh, and before drugs made their, their headway. Uh, he, he, uh, just was a tremendous natural lifter. Strongest guy I ever saw. He was my size, unfortunately. I had a lot against a couple times, but strongest guy I ever saw that could just do this naturally. Well, he trained because he, he was not really much of a thinker. He trained with five sets of five on the three power lifts. That's what the guys at the club showed him to introduce him to. He just stuck with that. Well, one time I decided he was 148. I was 165. I decided to uh, go down just to jab him a little bit. And t- uh, I told him without knowing that I could really do it. Uh, I was going to take, take the district squat record. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't get it. And, and uh, through the rack training and everything, I was able to get the district squat record. Well, this made him mad. He <laughs> trained up, but he, he stayed with his five sets of five. Yeah. He got up to 490 pounds for a set of five. Wow. Okay. Uh, very, bi- very big lift back then without suits or anything for, for a 148-er. Uh, so he got into the contest, started with 510. <laughs> Couldn't make it. Exactly. 
you know, he, he just, he was great. He, he probably had the world record for five, uh, in the squat, but he could not do much more for a single because he hadn't trained for a single. Yep. Now, now if he trained singles, this guy would have been, you know, right through the roof. Yep. Uh, as far as any of the lifts, he would have done something that nobody could have ever touched on any of his lifts. Then the, the final story is, this was probably the laziest guy I ever trained with back in the old days. He trained uh, with us in the all-runs, and I swore that uh, his favorite lift was the hip lift, mostly because he didn't have to lift it too far. <laughs> yep. Uh, like I said, he was lazy. I think the only reason he came to the gym, because if he didn't, his wife would put him on some kind of ridiculous fruit diet. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the end of him. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, he went through that a couple of times and, uh, he was like you, Eric, a, a good Italian. He liked his pasta. Yep. So when he'd put, <laughs> you could see he was remarkably drained when he got put on these fruit, on the fruit diets. diet. Yeah. <laughs> that poor bastard. But anyway, uh, so he would train as little as anybody I ever saw. And when he discovered the hip lift for all Arons, he figured, well, with his structure, he, he could do that, yeah. uh, and not have to expend himself too, too much. The problem was our hip lift bar, which I'm proud to say now resides in my garage. <laughs> uh, it was loaded. We, we'd put all the hundreds yeah. on there. It was a good place to keep them when nobody was training. So we had, I, I believe, uh, 1800 pounds on that hip lift bar and we'd take the hundreds off and put them away, uh, you know, put them to the side and yeah. then we're done, put them all back on and do hip lifts. Well, this fellow I'm mentioning was so lazy. He didn't like to pull the plates off. <laughs> so what he did, I swear he would put the hip lift belt on. And at first he did nothing but an isometric, right? You know, pull as hard as good. That was his workout. Okay. Yeah. And eventually, pulling and pulling, he put a lot of effort in. He'd get it up just a, a hair. Then he pulled up a little more. Yeah. And subsequently, he was able to develop the power, and at the same time, not have to worry about loading and unloading plates. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just a late. But to show you how this worked, uh, the the crazy son of a bitch in a contest. Did a 2005 pound hip lift Holy at shit. 198. Unreal. That's a lot of weight. You betcha. <laughs> but you... He, he did it, like I said, all singles because at first he couldn't lift it at all. So obviously those ISOs were singles. Uh, and he would eventually be able to move it a little bit and then eventually do what would be a completed lift for a hip lift. And this but, is... No, and not to interrupt you. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I, I was just going to, you know, contrast this to what I told you before we started today, how yeah. mad I was when yep. I saw something on Facebook yes. the other day about this one young teenage girl squatting and her coach, who I call was uh, one of these crud fitters. Yeah. I won't mention the actual name of that association. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but he was – Yelling and screaming at her, you gotta do more reps. Do more. And this poor girl was in pain. Yeah. And finally, when she was done, she about collapsed. 
she came out of the rack actually crying. Mm. I mean, lad, crying. I was so mad. If I could have gone through that screen, I would have grabbed his coach and strangled his ass. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and then they showed a couple other examples of other uh, young ladies in their club, and they were, you know, doing leg presses and giving that same routine. You know, all of them were crying when they were done. And I thought, damn, uh, I never cried when I was done with a workout. I yep. felt great. Yep, <laughs> yep. No, and, and you got it right on the money because when we talked about this, we said, you know, there might be a lot of shows out there, but there's nobody like us. And you hear John and I and so many other people on here that have the goods that are doing it, have done it, and will keep doing it. If I, you know, John and I are always talking about, okay, well, I thought of this idea, you know, and that idea. I've thought about, I mean, there's going to be a lots of stuff we're going to be springing. And, I mean, I'm talking equipment-wise, too. Um, this is how you get great by doing things, by bouncing things off one another, by having a circle of a few people that you can trust, that are loyal to one another. A lot of these things have gone by the wayside because people just feel it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it does matter. It totally matters, man, because you got to know that the people you're working with not only keep their mouths quiet, but we have the same ideas in mind. We might differ in things, but, hey, it's like, well, I thought of that, but then you can add this. Or, well, let's scrap that. We'll write it down. Like I was telling John, I write everything down I think of. I mean, I'll go back to this pad probably a year from now and say, this might be the time to do it. But to get, but to, to, to circle the wagon and get back into the singles, John made the perfect thing with that gentleman with the hip lift, okay? Um if uh, you know you want to limit it, we John and I were talking about me with some things that I've dealt with. That you know, do you think maybe we should just work the squat? I'm not going to tell you the number I've come up with. John knows already. Same way with the floor press for for various reasons why I'm doing these things. And I will tell you this: let's just say for the sake of it, a thousand pound squat, dead stop, two inches with a three-second push, all right? Now, just like that hip lift, how many times are you going to get under it? Well, it's not going to move. It's going to be an ISO, okay? And we're going to do it and do it and do it, and like John said, the same way. Suddenly that thing might just budge a little bit. You'll hear a little little metal to metal maybe, and you're like, holy shit. Next thing you know, you're starting to move it maybe an eighth of an inch. Now, just to wind it up and complete the lift would be uh, ungodly. There are, there are, I don't know anybody in the world that's ever done anything like that. There probably is somebody out there in the Ozark Mountains that can take that and throw it through a fucking forest. That's what I love about all this. But the point of the matter is, it's more than just a lift. There has to be something going on with you internally. We talk about the subconscious mind and all the other ingredients in there. But to get into this type of mental set, um, and it's more than that. I don't know the words right now, and I'm going to have them for you eventually, and I'm sure John might have them already, but we're going to have them. There's something that you go through. in a. It's not only a spiritual journey. It's the thought. And, and you have to keep your thoughts real tight here because anything like this is very easy to say, ah, it's not going to work. 
Well, you can't look at this type of stuff like this. We're talking heavy, heavy, uh, and people say, well, that's unmerciful, those singles. My God, they are the greatest things you could ever tackle in your entire life. Think about how many stone lifters we have on here and and future stone lifters. What do you think they're doing? There are very few of them you're going to see doing reps with a stone. You're going to pick up a 418-pound Husafel stone five times off the ground before you're going to walk 50 meters in that sheep pen? Come on, will you? I don't care how strong you are. You only have so much power for that moment. Why not take and harness these singles, this type of power, something that is so overloaded on you that you've got to work for maybe two years to get it. But in the meantime, we talk about this. There's no reason why you can't once or twice a month take a weight and just start pulverizing it off the rack. So if you got a 1,000-pound squat and you do your heavy hand workout, warm-up, and you get in there and let's just go with three singles. So you do this, you do the next one, and the 500 now, will come up like a rocket, and that three-second hold won't feel like a lifetime, even though a lot of times they can. But my point is, what is more robust, what is more thought-provoking, and what is more building power, strength, and you will get size. It all depends, too, how you want to eat. Well, I've told John before, and I know John, his grandson eats him out of house and home with what they do. He's a young kid coming up through the ranks now. I am eating like never before. I mean, I've always had a good appetite. We've always eaten well in my home. We never went without. But the amount of protein and cream and the training and the thinking and the reading and the heavy and the ligaments and the tendons and the bones and the muscle, my God, man, there's nothing like this. There's nothing like this. I implore you, I challenge you to go out and go out and listen to all five of our Power Rack training shows. This we did today because we're going to wind it up right now. We wanted to add more about the single in it, how you can become so damn strong. And then, like John said, you decide to go into any type of meat. You're going to beat the shit out of everybody. It's not only the strength. It's the mental part of it that you have to put yourself through to conquer all this stuff. It's like nothing. This is why I've said a million times, I always loved Rocky Four. Obviously, he had a few people with him. But like he said to his wife when she was telling him he can't win, he's got to get away from all this. Meaning, the nice warm bed. The, the softness of the air conditioning, all that. You need to go back, and you need to get faced with something that could literally kill you. Can you conquer it? I've always said that. I'd love to have a place out in the middle of nowhere with a dirt floor, just enough Spartan conditions to live in, and have one power rack with 10,000 pounds of weight with my dumbbell handles and my stones and go to town. You got nothing distracting you. You know, I don't have my girlfriend bother me. You, you know, you stay in contact with people. You have somebody check in on you, but you're basically out in the middle of nowhere. You're roaming nowhere. And the only thing that's out there are wild animals, you and the elements, the wind, the sun, the rain, and all those good things that speak through the atmosphere to you. On that note, 
I'm going to give it to John. I'm going to let him to take his time. I want to summarize everything. But before I give it to John, if this didn't make sense to you, contact us. But I don't know how it wouldn't. This is what you need to change your life. And all those girls that are gymnasts, you got anybody here in the Albany area, come see me. Contact John. I'm telling you right now, you don't realize what you have here with this show. And I'm going to remind you over and over. Because right now, we are climbing at a speed that is unbelievable. And when things get going in the financial realm, the way they are starting to go now, you wait and see what's going to be out here. You wait and see what we're going to be talking about. Because what's happening now, it's catching fire with everybody. And when you got fire, man, you've got strength and power. It's all yours, John. Take it away. Finish up, my friend. All right, Eric. The big thing about the getting to heavyweights and especially doing singles is something that I've all always noticed with myself, and you can see it with uh, Bill March and Lou Ricci when they did that day uh, of their singles, or in all runs, we called it a record day. The big thing about it is adrenaline is your best warm-up. Yep. When you're psyched and you know that one day you're going to have to go all out, then the body makes it happen. No amount of repetitions with a barbell are going to do much for you. But when you know you're going right to the top, you go there damn quick. Now, when I was training junior high kids, I had them all single up every workout. That's what they wanted to do. Uh, Before that, they were sort of lackadaisical about everything. And when I said, okay, we're going to forget this, we're going to just train up like every day is a contest, I saw miraculous things. And these were kids at an age, 13, 14, that other people were telling me, oh, don't let them go heavy. You're (laughs) going to kill them. You're going to hurt them. They're going to be crippled for life. They're not going to, you know, you're going to ruin their growth plates, all this crap which I proved was wrong because a a lot of my junior high kids with less than six months of training got into local Olympic power and later all run meets and set records. Yeah. They, they, they just went crazy with this one time uh, when I was training this one um, semi blind kid that I always tell you about Matt, Mm -hmm. who set all kind of all round records. He and I just would single up, and the one, uh, oh, I forget what her title was, the, the lady that sort of went around with him during the day and everything and right. helped him set up things uh, so that he could read it and everything, she started training with us. Okay. And she she set records. Wow. She she was loving it. And we One time she was out, and we had a, a substitute lady in for Matt. And she said, well, she came to the gym with him and she said, well, I'll just sit here and watch. I said, no, you're not going to sit there and watch. <laughs> I says, you're going to train with us. The, there was a bear bar on the, on the rack. I yep. says, we're going to do presses. Start. Well, she did it. She did a couple. And then she couldn't go that high, of course. Uh, then we did a few other exercises. She said to me at the end of this, she says, why don't you show this to everybody? She says, this is so much better than the spa training I've done. She says, I love this. Everybody yeah. would love this. And I said, I know. Everybody that does it gets that adrenaline yep. from lifting heavy weights, heavy singles. Yep. So I'll end it with that. Well, I'll tell you what. You and I and everybody, well, especially you and I, 
um, there's nothing like this. And the problem is, and you hit it right on the head, there's been too much misrepresentation about all this where the growth plates, heavy singles will hurt you, you're going to get injured, okay, blah, 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 blah. How many of these experts have ever done anything? None, in my opinion. If they've done anything, they've done a little bit of bodybuilding, kettlebell, you know, uh, clubs, which are fine. But don't sit there and rip weights in half that they're going to hurt you because most of the time things do happen. Hey, I've had injury. I've had tears. But it wasn't, it really wasn't with the weights. It was usually an odd object or something of that nature. Now, I wouldn't say don't do those either. Things happen. This is what anything that you're going to get involved in that's very demanding, you can have problems. Now, the idea is how are you going to rise from them? Are you going to have to have it surgically fixed? Are you going to need to take a month off? If you're really committed to this, you will do what you need to do because all this creates mechanisms within you that you don't even know until the shit hits the fan. And the majority of people give up. There's nobody here on this show, including myself, that gives up. Because of I, as I've said with everything that I do, I'm so committed to it and I love doing it that there's no way I can give it up. I've said the only way I'm going to give it up is when the good Lord plants me in the ground. And I plan on living quite a while longer, believe me. Um, will it always be as heavy as I did 20 years ago? Probably not, but it will be heavier than most people walking around. And the thing is, I'm going to still be able to do it where a lot of these guys and gals won't be able to do shit by the time they're 45. That's a big thing. you got to look at your longevity with here, too, and be smart. And I think the best way to have longevity, big, strong bones, knees, especially women with bone density, ligaments, tendons, get in that damn power rack. Start knocking off some big singles. Start getting involved. Stop sitting on the fence with your life. You know, you're the one that holds the cards to your reality, nobody else, contrary to what you've been told. This is why we're doing all this teaching now. I mean, we could end up creating a school for all I know. That We're just leading into one thing after another, and with the minds that are involved here, they're always looking somewhere else. Where can we go with this? What can we do with this? Where can we bring this? This is very exciting stuff, and I hope you're on board, and I hope you're getting very excited about it. But as I said, you can contact John through Facebook. You can contact me through Facebook. couple things before I sign off with everything is this. I am looking for a salesman or saleswoman to come in here and help me with the marketing, especially of selling advertising with motivation and muscle. If you have the goods and you want to get involved in something that is not only very creative here, but is going to grow leaps and bounds, you can contact me at 518-894-4450. And please do not call here unless it's associated with that position. I would really appreciate that. Um, Also, too, uh, if there's a show you would like John and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com, because we will be coming out within the next two weeks. Volume 6 will come out, um, and we'll get into something big there. But this was a great show. I mean, I could have called this Volume 6, but I'm not going to. This is a follow-up to Volume 5, so you'll see when I post it. Um, Also, too, you know, speaking of shows, don't forget to go out and listen to the Dr. Wong show. It goes John and then Dr. Wong, so you get the one-two punch 
Um, you know, we're talking strongmen, the next generation. What a show that was. Um, they're just unbelievable about the content and the caring when we do these shows. I mean, this stuff is from the heart, no doubt. Also, too, um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank everybody for that. Um, we're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We're on AHA Directory, which comes through your car. It's pronounced AHA. Um, also, too, um, let me think. Well, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of wisdom. Five words can change your life for the better. Words have power, as I say. Words have power. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Hello to Paul Thor. We always say that's for you, brother. Um, you're the best, man. You are the best. You could put some great stuff on Etched in Stone, and I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Also, too, the Hoosa Steel Stone says in blood red domination, and we are domination. We clear cut the path, and we follow no one. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. And we're working on something right now. We got to see if it's going to be a yes or we're going to have to wait. Uh, you might be seeing a brand new stone, steel stone coming out of the FPC, uh, foundry, so to speak. Uh, we'll, we'll know more about that in the next week or so. And, uh, it would be dynamite. There's an awful lot of equipment getting thrown around here. Um, also too, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And that is king, believe me. Uh, winners never quit, quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. I say that to myself every day. Keep smiling. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred, a million, a billion of your friends that we're coming. And I'm telling you right now, we're coming at record pace. So think about all that. And before I sign off with John, you're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. Most of all, you're all geniuses. Whether people tell you that or not, I'm telling you that. And that matters because everyone here is a genius. Everyone coming into the family is a genius. And never forget that. I don't care what people tell you. We're telling you it. Also, too, don't forget about joining up with Etched in Stone. Etched in Stone for kids. Go out and look at our blog at FiorelloBarbellCo.com. It is just outstanding. Put up a big thing uh, the great Steve Gardner sent me today on Etched in Stone, all about the British um, grip championships. Just very, very interesting things. And as I said, we're going to line up a show with Steve, John McCain, and myself. And don't forget, on the 22nd, be on the lookout that next coming week for the show that we're doing between John, Dr. Wong, and myself. And you're going to see a lot of tie-ins with the last two shows I've done with these gentlemen. So I'm telling you right now, we've got information coming out of this camp like you've never heard before. You never will hear this. You're not going to hear this from these posers out there. So keep paying attention to us. Also, too, um, I think that's it. Uh, John, another winner. <laughs> I mean, um, 
I could go on and on with you, but we went over our time today anyways. But I'll tell you we what. We always do. <laughs> I know. But I'll tell you what. It's always an honor, and thank you for coming on. It's always appreciated. Well, it was a great talk. I, I love that. I, it, it, the trouble is you get me too excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you're not the first person to said it to me, but you know what? We are just mentally, emotionally, and dedicatedly, if there's such a word, just charged. I think that's our personalities. You know, people say to me, don't you ever get down? Well, things get you down sometimes, but what do I say? There's a thing I repeat all the time, and I tell everybody this. Besides keep smiling, if you're really getting hammered, say all is well. Repeat it over and over. It, it That's what it does with uh, keep smiling. It's called a paradigm shift, and what it does, it takes you from whatever is eating you up and moves you right off it. And if you feel it creeping back in, you say both verses again. Life is not as hard as everyone makes it, and we're going to prove that to you too. Because if I've told you the last month some of the lumps I went through, you'd be like, how are you even on the air right now? Why? Because I love what I do, and I do what I love. Same way with John with his wrist. We just have that innate ability in us where we don't want to quit. You can get that too, but you got to get away from the experts because most of the experts don't know jack shit. So this show should be up, let's see, today's Tuesday, probably Friday I'm going to have it up because we're going to let Dr. Wong's show fester a couple more days and John's show. We'll put this up, go out, tell a friend, tell multiple friends. We're trying to keep language off here as much as possible. This is the kind of stuff you can start talking to your you know, whether sons or daughters, you know, whether they're coming in the football, which so many young men are, or gymnastics or whatever. But as I said, you can contact John through Facebook. You can contact me through Facebook. If you live in the Albany, New York area, I'll give you a free workout here. I guarantee you, you will come back. So for John McCain, this is Eric Fiorello. We will talk to you very soon. Have a great rest of the week, and thanks for listening, because I'm telling you what, If you want to reach the zenith of everything, mental, spiritual, and physical, stick with us. We will talk to you soon, and have a great week, everybody. This is Eric the Millionaire, signing off. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.